Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. On this episode of the Catalyst Podcast, we get to talk to Stephanie Fusick. She's worked in the health and fitness industry since 2013 as a personal trainer and then as an exercise and neurokinetic therapist, manual osteopathic therapist, and nutrition coach. She found as she progressed through her education and career that there were huge gaps in the healthcare system and the way that it was approached, not only with physical rehabilitation, but also chronic disease and weight loss. After working with clients who were doing everything right by eating less and moving more, yet still not getting the results they should, she really dove into the roles of hormones and metabolism. She realized that her female clients going through perimenopause and onwards had different struggles, that hormones, cortisol, and metabolism were the most important things to address for not only weight loss, but increased quality of life as well. She grew tired of hearing that women could go to their doctors saying they felt like their bodies were being taken over by aliens. They did not feel like themselves, and they were really struggling with their weight. Yet all they were told to do was eat less, move more. And that's just how things are now. She became passionate about empowering women by educating them on their bodies, the changes they have during this time so that they can finally reach their health and fitness goals, live a life full of vitality, and feel in control and at home in their bodies again. In this interview, we talk all about cortisol, boundaries, stress, and ways that you can change and empower your health to new levels quite the catalyst. Here is the interview with Stephanie. This is going to be a poppin' catalyst podcast episode. <laughs> I am so delighted to talk with Stephanie Fusnick. Now, I don't even know how I met her. I'm just going to give a little story. I think it's through stumbling in the social media interwebs, you know, and I don't know if it was Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, who knows, but it could also be, I'm also perimenopausal. And I thought, what are other people doing in this area? Because as we know, I mentor a lot of practitioners that are building their own new you know, clinic or online business. And I want to see what's going on out there. And I happened to cross Stephanie's group. And let me tell you, it is really fun. She is, I'm going to let her introduce herself in a second after I, <laughs> I finish my, my rave, but I love how she is showing that healing happens outside those four walls of an exam room, she shows that healing and, and camaraderie and support and true application of principles can happen in an online space. So I just want to say, I'm so glad that you're here, Stephanie, and please tell us a little bit more about your group on Facebook. Yeah, totally. So thank you for having me, first of all. Um, I'm going to try really hard not to swear because that's something that I tend to do. So I'm going to try and like <laughs> censor myself a little bit. Um, I told my aunt I was going to be on a podcast. She's like, you might have to work on not swearing, Steffi. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Authenticity is one of my core values. You're good. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Okay. So yeah. So our Facebook community, um, we have about seven and a half uh, thousand women in that group now, which is pretty crazy. Um, and our mission is to help women feel at home in their bodies again, because as we go through like perimenopause and menopause, 
what people were doing before isn't working anymore. Typically struggling with like menopausal symptoms of brain fog and gaining weight and being like, I'm eating less, I'm moving more, nothing is working. They have all these things are feeling fluffy and like they don't recognize themselves and they look in the body in at their body in the mirror anymore. And like, I find that to be such a huge issue. It's almost like we're ghosts in our own body. We're so disconnected. And that's gotta be one of the most uncomfortable things ever. Cause I've had that where I've had body dysmorphia when I've gone through like some stuff in my life. And like, it is very, very like, it's so disheartening and so uncomfortable. And it's one of the most uncomfortable feelings ever. Cause if you don't feel at home in your body, you don't feel at home anywhere. And you can't be the best version of yourself. You don't want to go out. You're hiding yourself from your family. So we want to like educate women on how like their body actually changes during perimenopause, how to adjust to these changes and make sure that we are like eating properly and recovering properly. It's different. We're in different bodies than we were before. And there's not enough information on this out there because lots of studies are done on men and the whole fasting thing and not eating your carbs and eating low calorie and those things don't work anymore because our, we've done lots of harm also with yo-yo dieting and stuff. So there's all these things and we really work hard to educate women so they don't have to cut their carbs. You can still have all your favorite foods. You don't have to spend hours in the gym and get back to feeling the best version of yourself again. Um, and like, yeah, feeling at home in your body once again, because that's that's the whole premise about it. That's so very much needed, let me tell you, both from like a conventional side and from, you know, functional and integrative. I can see all the different lenses. Menopause is a beast and our conventional colleagues have really not addressed it. I remember going to medical school years ago and we were just taught, yeah, menopause, yeah, hormone replacement therapy. And that's about it. There was like, no, there was nothing else other than, yeah, if, if everything looks okay, they're fine, you know? And, and that is so toxic to be telling a woman who is going through all these shifts and not understanding that things that she's doing just out of not being aware that, well, I thought I was supposed to eat less and exercise more. Well, that may have worked maybe when you were 20 or 25 or 30, but then as you're approaching 50, those things can backfire. Like you're, you're showing people. And this is the great thing is it doesn't have to mean that you legitimately need to have prescriptions. You can affect your hormones and your physiology with so many things that are free, quote unquote, like changes in your habits, in your sleep, in your, in your stress. Um, and that's what I love, you know, using your degrees. I mean, you've got lots of training in nutrition, in osteo, in osteopathic therapy and all sorts of things that you're putting into this modality of teaching and empowering women to take back some of their body again, because like you said, feeling like a ghost in your body is really devaluing. It's very, you get used to feeling a certain way, knowing clothes are going to fit a certain way. And all of a sudden you wake up and it's like, what happened? You know, yeah, um, so doctors and they're like, oh, it's normal. Like that's a, that's what happens during menopause. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, that is brutal. Like you're totally dismissing someone's health concerns. You're totally dismissing like everything about them, which is super, super frustrating. And like, it's, like to dismiss someone's health concerns is one of the most disrespectful things you could ever do. It is. It's uh, very gaslighting and same. And then you yeah. give them a medication that doesn't actually solve the problem. Like it's a bandaid for a symptom, but like, that's not going to change what's actually going on in your body. So the thing is still persisting. You're just not feeling that symptom anymore. So is the problem actually solved? No. So like right. that's something that needs to be addressed. 
Absolutely. I think menopause is one of the most gaslighty times in a woman's life because she hears it from all sides. Like, well, uh, you know, also generational, a lot of parents, moms, grandmothers don't talk about menopause. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, I was fine. I don't remember, you know, oh my goodness, you know, with our, with our, our lifespan, hopefully getting longer, although the recent studies show it's not, we're actually sicker than we ever have been. We have more chronic disease and less longevity. Um, I would hope that we can learn more about menopause from each other and by empowering us and sort of lifting that veil on, Hey, what's going on with you. And that's what you're doing. You're showing women that, you know, cortisol is a main driver. So talk to me more about cortisol and how, (laughs) how do you help women understand that that is really a sabotage? your hormone balance. Yeah. So cortisol is a beast. Um, it has like, it's, it's place in things for sure. Like it absolutely does. It is important. It's actually very vital for like controlling blood sugars and metabolism and inflammation and water salt balance, blood pressure improves your memory, all kinds of things. But there are like when cortisol is chronically elevated, that's when we're seeing lots of issues. And let's face it in today's day and age, we are stressed the fuck out all of the time, like all of the time. And people are like, well, it's normal stress. I'm like, no, your body doesn't give a crap if you feel like it's normal. Like I always give the analogy of the lobster in like boiling water. So you put it in water, doesn't realize it's getting hotter, hotter, hotter until it's cooked, until it's too late. We're the same with stress. We just get used to it, but our body is still going through like the physiological changes that are happening. And cortisol, like it's supposed to go up and it's supposed to come down. But for most of us, especially women, let's face it, you go through a lot of stressful times in your life, just generally like our lives, we go through a lot of stress, but then we go through cycles. We go through PMS. We go through having children, uh, all the hormonal crap that happens after you have kids. Like we have all of our cycles trying to get back together again. Then we go through perimenopause, menopause. That is a lot of hormonal stress. Then you place that with like being go, go, go. If you're like very busy with like kids, running them around, shuttling them around, you're not focusing on your sleep. Then you're exercising a ton. Go, go, go. All of these things increase cortisol. Then you add that you're not sleeping very well and you're cutting your calories. All that is stress. And our body does not recognize if stress is good. If stress is bad, stress is stress is stress. And you get the same response, whether it's good or bad, your body doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. So then we go through like these hormonal changes and typically before, like we can handle it. Okay. Cause we have hormonal buffers like estrogen, progesterone. They all help us like deal with that kind of stuff. As soon as we go through perimenopause and menopause and those things drop, like our body cannot handle that stress anymore. It is like completely into fight or flight. We're go, go, go all the time. And actually what happens is like when we are in a high stress state, the precursor for progesterone for us to like be able to deal with like stress and stuff like that, cortisol will actually take that or your body will take that and give it to cortisol. So progesterone drops even more. And this is where like people are like, man, I hit perimenopause and boom, all of a sudden, I had this sudden, like quick and excessive weight gain. What the hell happened? It's like, well, you were already in a stressed state. You already weren't producing enough progesterone. Then your body like started producing even less progesterone because of what happens during perimenopause and menopause and boom, now that buffer is gone. Yeah, so like that- we really need to work on like addressing cortisol because when we don't, then we see like, like our sleep is worse. We have brain fog. We have more fluid retention. We actually see like a potential decrease in like bone density. There's so many things that happen because of this. And people are like, oh, it's normal. No, it's not. 
It's common. It's not normal. There's a difference. Right. I love how you highlighted the difference. It can be common does not mean it's normal. And when we're dealing with aging, and this is the cool part of the overlap of all the things in medicine right now, it's such a great time, I think, to be alive in all this research. We're learning from functional medicine with intestinal permeability and how that is just this silent you know, um, unfortunately, a silent fueling of inflammation in our body. A lot of us have intestinal permeability because stress can cause it, you know, anything, emotional stress, physical stress, a round of antibiotics. And when you have a leaky gut or in permeable intestines, you're not making neurotransmitters or hormones in the right ratios. You're not absorbing your nutrients. And so you end up feeling not quite right, but not quite sick. And then it just kind of piles on until hmm, perimenopause. When, like you said, the rug is pulled out from under you. You don't have the safety of having higher amounts of progesterone. In fact, you might be estrogen dominant. You might have too much estrogen, right? And then you're at that perfect storm where your, your body's under chaos. And then guess what? Your kids are leaving. Maybe they're going to college. Maybe you're caring from elderly parents. Maybe you're getting divorced. There's so many life things that happen around that time that a lot of women are just floundering in that sea of cortisol. And I like that you mentioned that it is like a lobster. Just because you were able to handle it years ago doesn't mean it was still okay for you, you know? And I think a lot of us get jaded thinking, well, I I could handle this kind of schedule. It's like when the pandemic, the gift of the pandemic showed us that just because we were up at four in the morning, going to the gym, taking the kids to school, going to work going and going out for a, a dinner with colleagues or whatever, just because we could do that doesn't mean you have to. And, and I think a lot of us have taken space. And I know you had mentioned earlier, you've been thinking and reshaping boundaries and talking about space and stress. So tell me what you've done in your life with boundaries and how you mitigate that. This is new. Um, I went through like a lot of shit earlier this year. Like I had like the passing of my mom. I had like this sudden growth in my business that I was like not prepared on the back end for, which leads to like a whole, like success is good. But like, if you don't have systems in place, like that shit's exhausting and terrifying. And like, you just have this constant state of urgency all the time. Um, I wasn't sleeping well. I was under eating. I was going through like a bout of depression. It was a lot of stuff. Uh, went through like a breakup. Like there was there was everything happened at once. Um, and I remember going to like a mentor meeting and, uh, they were like, you need to stop. I'm like, I don't know what that means. And if I stop, I don't know if I'll be able to keep going again. Like, it's like, you're a fear of slowing down because you feel like you've got momentum. And then like, you're like, if I pump the brakes, I am terrified of what I'm going to feel, what I'm going to experience, how I'm going to handle it. I'm going to be forced to deal with all of my emotions. So I was very resistant to this and they legitimately made me message all of my clients and be like, I am not answering messages after 7 30 PM my time. Um, I just need to like take time for myself. And I was so scared. And the response is so great. Everyone's like, Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Like good job for taking care of you. That is fantastic. I'm so proud of you. And I was like, Oh shit, I should have done this months ago. Um, but now it's like, you know, I have set times where I try to do all my social media stuff when I'm in clinic, I'm doing clinic stuff. Um, I really, really try to schedule in everything. Sometimes it doesn't work out. So I will do like some later nights or whatever. Um, but I'm realizing there's less urgency, um, and being okay with that. I have a solid team that like can pick up the pieces if I need to take time off, which is really helpful. Um, but just like learning that if I don't take care of myself, I can't help others. And that's like a huge thing. And I think that's something like a lot of women can like relate to in terms of like having to take care of parents or take care of kids and, you know, just multiple hats. 
Um, so making sure you take time for you. Cause if you don't like, again, you're gonna have that cortisol response and like, you're going to have gut issues from that because you're going to have, um, like cortisol is going to be up. Insulin resistance is going to come up. Like they're going to be combating each other. That's going to lead to inflammation Then you're going to be having troubles with blood sugars, which is going to also stress you out. You're going to have those crashes. Like there's all these things that just will compile and you're going to feel bloated and you're going to feel crappy. And you're going to be constipated. You're going to have brain fog. You're not sleeping good. Those things don't help. So if you can create better boundaries to just slow down a little bit, it is crazy how everything else will feel so much more amazing. I love that. That's a great segue into just talking that boundaries are a container. They're not walls. They're mm-hmm. also a flexible container and that you learned that, hey, nobody's going to take care of me, but me. And I think you speak for a lot of women that we get used to shouldering the burden and glad, you know, gleefully, we, we want to help our families, our friends. We want to be good moms, partners, friends, coworkers, business leaders, and we do it well. Mm-hmm. but I think it's also out of that fear of unworthiness. What do we do if we put that down? Like what happens if I don't do that? Who am I well, then? then? Like, oh my God. Asking for help. Like, like why we are not supposed to do everything on our own. Like it's okay to ask for help. It's terrifying to let things out of your control. Cause I'm type a, I'm a lot more type B than I used to be. That's for sure. But like asking for help, there is nothing wrong with that. And in fact, it'll help you be a better version of yourself. And like, it's like, we just have all this guilt of like, oh, I should be doing stuff for other people. And it's like, no, like being selfish has this like negative connotation to it. It's not, it's not self, like selfish isn't a bad thing. You're supposed to be selfish in certain aspects of your life, because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not doing things that you love and you're not happy, like that bleeds into all your relationships. Like we always talk about like, create, like what's your ideal self with your clients. And it's not just like, what do you look like? It's like, how do you talk to yourself? How do you talk to others? What are the things that you're eating? How are your relationships? What kind of hobbies do you have? Are you going out with friends? Do you want to have a glass of wine with your friends? Like, what does that ideal version of you look like, feel like, speak like the relationships? Because that matters. Because if we don't have that, everything you're doing has no value. So it's like, we want to get you to that position. And that makes sense. You're asking them to engage in that imagination exercise, which is very similar to what I start with in my catalyst mentorship for health practitioners. When they're trying to recreate their own career, they're trying to pedal back from burnout. They're trying to figure themselves out and use that neuroscience of creative flow in application of that. And that future visualization exercise, I love it. In fact, I put a little bit of a macabre spin on it. I say, what would people say at your funeral? What do you want them to say? You know, but like, really, you want them to say, oh my gosh, she worked all the time. I never saw her or, oh, she was always stressed whenever I saw her. No, you want them to say, oh, you know, she was really talented at this, or she made me laugh at this, or, you know, wow, she was really dedicated at this part of her life. And, you know, and she knew how to take care of herself. She put boundaries on and you can put boundaries in lovingly. I love that that your team or your mentoring team force you to say, I'm not, you know, going to respond after. (laughs) It was really hard. I was bawling. They're like, what can we help you with? And I was like, it's <laughs> like instant tears and they're like okay and then we had our next meeting three months later and they're like you are a brand new person I'm like I feel like a brand new person yes I think um, I can we worry. stress a lot better right yeah. we worry that if we show up by saying uh-oh I have to set a limit. It looks like failure. Oh, you can't handle it. Well, no, actually the reverse is true. When people see that you're putting boundaries in place, 
then they know that whenever you say yes, or whenever you engage in a conversation, you are fully in it. You're not doing it from a space of like, hurry, let me answer this one more time in this portal message or this text or this DM, because I'm just so stressed. They know that you're handling yourself. And then you become this role model, this beacon of light. Like, I want to be like that. I want to be so rock solid on who I am and know that I'm taking care of myself. And so then I can pour from that full cup, you know? Um, So I love that you're authentic and very transparent about it because boundaries are never set and forget it. You know, it's like, we're always having to reinvestigate and they're different with different relationships. Like your work boundaries might be different than your friend boundaries, you know? Um, Well, and it's also like, just because you're not scheduled for something doesn't mean you're available. Like that's something that I've been like working so hard on is like, cause my schedule, if you look at it, I have like blocks of like literally everything. It's like workout, answer messages, clinic, 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 get groceries. Like everything is in there. But just because I have a free hour does not mean I'm available to like anyone. Like I will prioritize what's important to me. And sometimes, you know what? I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch some trashy Netflix dating show because that's what I'm doing in that hour. I am not available for you right now. And that's okay. Love this. I wish I could underscore, put a period and put a highlighter on this because (laughs) that is what I talk about. Like time is our only currency in the world in our whole life. I mean, you can't, time is more important than money, more important than anything because you can't get it back. back. Right. (laughs) And so when I talk to people at first saying, okay, even patients or other, you know, health practitioners that I'm mentoring, I, I start with their calendar, much like you. And I talked about like, what can you do in five minutes or what does your week look like? And when you get that deer in the headlights, well, I just sort of wake up and I get done what I need to do. Then, you know, like "Mm, that's not going to be efficient. Your brain doesn't like that. Your brain wants to know and like foresee what those blocks are. And if you have open time, it doesn't mean you're available. You know, you can do what you want that feels nourishing, whether it's like chilling out and watching Love Island or whatever. That's what my daughter And like be realistic too. Like I have like my to-do list. Like if you could see my desk, I have sticky notes everywhere. Everyone's like, Steph, you have notes on your computer. I'm like, yeah, but I like paper and it's everywhere. It's a disaster. But like, I have like a list of like my to-do list, which is long, but like my expectation is not that I'm going to get all of that done. Like you have to like, cause if you, that's your expectations, you're going to get everything done. You're setting yourself up for failure, feelings of guilt, feeling like crap. And we do that with like nutrition. We do that with health. We do that with everything in our schedule. And then we just feel like trash. So it's like, yes, you have your to-do list, but be realistic as to like what your three minimum things are that you need to get done whether that be like nutrition wise, okay, protein in every meal, sweet. If you do that, but you still don't meet your other goals, whatever, that's still successful. The rest is just extra. And then that helps you get out of like the, like all or nothing mindset that gives you better feelings of self-confidence and self-worth because you aren't like setting yourself up for an impossible task because expectations, like, yes, the root of all heartache, but like they can destroy you. They can destroy you. I love that, you know, and Shakespeare said it best, the root of all heartache is expectation. And what you're offering is grace and permission to not be perfect. And that is so key. I'm a big, oh my gosh, post-it user. Yes, I have them all over. (laughs) I love paper, but I also love digital planning boards like Trello. I love feeling all of that. And I think a lot of us that suffer from perfectionistic thinking, and let's be honest, a lot of women, we all do because we're wanting to do a good job, right? Um, and we suffer from that way of thinking that we worry, well, if I actually pledge that I'll get these things done and if I don't, then I failed. And I love how you're saying, no, what is sufficient? That's my favorite word, sufficient. Are you getting sufficiently 
forward in your goals. It doesn't have to be perfect. But I mean, how many times have we heard this, that your three big rocks of the day? I mean, this is not new news. And what I love mm-hmm. that you, you and I talked about before we went on air is you said, you know, all of this information is out there for free. This is okay. nothing yeah. new. What you and I are talking about boundaries, there's plenty of information on that. Cortisol, you could read the next five days about cortisol. Leaky gut, <laughs> yes. I mean, there's information out there. But what really drives true healing is finding a match where somebody gets you and supports you. And you find that team and that community that can let you be vulnerable, put your hair down and say, okay, here's the real deal. I need to be candid. I need help. And that's why you're so free with, you know, your advice in your group. You're like, this is what we can do because anybody can find this free stuff. So, so tell me more about how you help healing happen for women. Oh boy. So we have like a general, like one-to-one like coaching program that you run everyone through, but, and so we have like general guidelines for everything, but the way we address it is we make the program fit to the person, not the person to the programs. That's just setting people up for like failure. Um, that's why, like, cause you have to take into consideration their stress, their sleep, their digestion, um, past dieting history, what they're eating like now, what are they afraid to eat? What do they like to eat? Um, what are their actual fears? Like, what are their other struggles outside of like just eating? Cause it's typically not just like eating. There's something else going on as well. Um, but within the group itself, like I, we share like food tips, we share stories, women share their stories all the time. And it's absolutely incredible. Um, we help people get out of the eat less, move more mentality, because if that was the actual solution, we wouldn't have a problem. The amount of people that I've seen that have been put on appetite suppressants and eating 1200 calories for years and nothing has changed. That's obviously not the problem. So like to keep doing that for a consistent amount of time and expect it to suddenly work is absolutely insane. And the fact that there are like practitioners out there that are like, nope, just keep doing it, keep doing it. It's like, no, that's obviously not helping. Like if it hasn't helped in a year, why would it work now? Like, let's be realistic and get to the root cause. Um, and then in our Facebook group too, we share, like we do live trainings every week on like progesterone, like this week we're doing estrogen. Like we do different topics to, like based on what women need. And we ask the group, like, what do you guys want to talk about? What do you need? What do you need support on? What do you have no idea what's going on in your body? We get them some options. They can add in their own. And then that's what we go off of. Like it's really driven by the women in our community oh, yes. help them with exactly what they need. And then I share my failures all of the time, at least once a week. I'm like, well, fucked up you guys like I'm in a calorie deficit right now like I'm trying to like decrease my weight after doing a reverse after going through a bunch of stuff and last night I had a small piece of ice cream cake and a tiny piece of cheesecake with my friends at a barbecue but I'm not considering that a failure to myself because in that moment I don't get to spend a lot of time with these people so for me enjoying dessert with some friends and having good conversation was way more important than this potentially delaying my success by an extra week like Love that's it. fine. And like giving you the grace to realize that and helping people with food freedom is huge, huge, huge for me. Like I come from a Latin family. Food is everything. Like when you have, when we had Christmas as kids, it was like, you invited your neighbor, their dogs, like it was everything. And food was constantly coming out from like 11 AM to like 2 AM the next morning. There's just food constantly there. And you're just sitting there and you're grazing and you're visiting. And like, those are my favorite memories is like over food. Like my uncle who like married into our family, he like, we speak Spanish at home. And, um, he was like, he always says like the, his favorite story is I was trying to teach him how to sp- uh, speak Spanish. And the first word I taught him was gachetita, which is cookie in Spanish. Like oh. food has always been so important in our lives. And I hate that so many people are afraid to eat 
or like, okay, we should start eating breakfast. Let's try and have carbs and protein. People are like, I don't even know what to have. Like to me, that's so, so sad. Cause it's like food is meant to be enjoyed, like food freedom and enjoying that and not letting it rule your life. Like one of my favorite things that I hear clients say are like, I had ice cream with my kids and they were shocked. Like they couldn't believe it. Or, you know, like I had a treat and it was totally fine. And I didn't feel poorly. Like having food freedom and realizing that it doesn't control you and you're not constantly thinking about it. That is huge. Cause so many women are constantly thinking about what their next meal has to be. I have to wait this long before I can eat because I'm freaking fasting or whatever. Yes. Um, so that's huge. I like that, that, you know, and that is so true. Like this is a common, you know, human I guess, activity is eating, you know, socially it's nourishing. It's, it's, its own love language in most families, right? It wasn't in mine. And I have to say, I'm not the best cook. I just kind of fuel my body and have the kids learn decent nutrition, whether they listen is one thing, which is fine though. Right. Right. Which is fine. But like you said, you're trying to unlock the years of some of us being burdened by food as, as this paralyzing decision that we have to make and, oh no. And, and you're saying, no, this is a nourishing experience. It should be what we do to come together. And once you have your body and the set point and your body knows how to be metabolically efficient, you can have those occasional treats and it won't upset the whole apple cart, you know, and, and once women can trust that in their body, oh, I can do this and I'm okay. You know, that's great. You're, you're teaching them this wisdom to be able to trust their body again. And what I also love is you're doing this in a group format. This is something else that I talk about. The next frontier of healthcare is we are not getting enough doctors, you know, nurses, PAs. I mean, nobody's signing on for a career in medicine, you know, spoiler alert, because everyone's burning out. And so as a result, we need to reach more people and that's going to involve group setting. And so in the mentorship I run, I talk about having these weekly sessions with your patients, your clients, just as an open forum. And I love that you ask your community, what do you want to know? What do you want to learn about this week? And then you have like a lecture on it. That's exactly what we do in our, you know, mentorship is I I said, what do you want to know? And let's talk about it. Let's brainstorm. I love that you're, you're showing people that they can trust the collective and they can trust that, you know, they're not alone. It shows them that they're (laughs) probably in a room full of other people that are similar. Um, So this is fantastic. And what you're doing are, I'd like to say, little catalytic moments, like tiny little things, especially as a coach and a nutrition expert, you're showing people tiny little things that make massive impact. And our lives are defined in this way. I mean, what would be your catalyst moment that, you know, changed your trajectory of your life and made you go somewhere different? Yeah. So I have two. Uh, so the first was getting fired from my last job, um, which I do not regret. I would do it all again in a heartbeat. Um, basically they went behind my back, changed a bunch of like wages, how my client, my coaches were going to get, um, paid and stuff like that. They were losing their benefits. I was super not okay with that. And the fact they didn't talk to me first before doing that really upset me. So, um, I like stood my ground on that and got fired the next day, but then most of the trainers walked out and followed me, which was pretty cool. Um, but like, to me, that was like, okay, now, now I have no income. So I'm like, I had just finished osteo school. Um, I was like, I've been a trainer for a long time and I was like, Kate, I am going to go all in on myself. This is like what I'm doing. Um, and it ended up being like the best thing that has ever happened to me. Um, but that didn't do well from like workaholic tendencies at all. I like, I was like, grind, grind, grind. There's a time and a place for it. I think that was it. And then the second was like losing my mom. And it made me realize like after she was gone, I now have no one to take care of. Cause like, whatever, 
dysfunctional family growing up in whatever, spent a lot of time taking care of her, protecting her always. Um, so now that she's gone, it's like, okay, what am I doing with me now? Cause like where I live depended on where she was. I always wanted to be close to her. Like I really based a lot of decisions around like the people I was constantly taking care of. So now that I'm single and my mom is gone, my family doesn't live here. I'm like, okay, now I need to like spend time focusing on what I want, what I need. And like, I went through like some crazy stuff, obviously, but now it's like, I feel more like calm and like confident than I ever have. Um, and like, unfortunately, I think it did take losing my mom to like, for me to like spread my wings a little bit and stuff, but, um, yeah, that's like, beautiful. Huge. That's beautiful. It's like what you're describing is a lot of us can relate to, because I think our, our minds, our human brains, you know, are uncomfortable with blank canvases. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in like any of these creative workshops I do with residents or students and I give them their blank piece of paper and their crayons or their markers. I'm like, okay, we're going to do an activity. And it's like, they're just petrified. It's a blank piece of paper. There's so many. Yes. Right. Right. We don't do well with free play as adults. I mean, as kids, those were the best words. Oh, you have free time. And as a kid, it was like, yay. But as an adult, we feel like, okay, what should I be doing? Should I be folding laundry or how or do I fill I... the space? Yes. How do I fill yeah. the space? And like having this blank canvas and then you're holding the brush is pretty terrifying. And so I think what you're describing is so natural to feel unhinged for a bit and like you have no anchor and mm-hmm. you're finding it by saying, wow, who am I? I mean, you're introspectively asking like, what do I want to paint on this canvas going forward? How do I want my life to look? And you're teaching this to your clients. How do you want your life to look? What do you want to be yeah. five, 10 years from now? So let me ask you this, Stephanie, where do you want to be <laughs> five, 10 years? Do you have any like ultimate goals? Yeah. So that's like super hard. Cause this is something I've been like working through. Um, I tend to do things in like five year chunks and like one year chunks. That's kind of how I plan things. Cause like my thing is like so many things can change. I've learned this recently. Like your life can be completely turned upside down and you can't predict anything. So I'm working really hard to live a lot more in the moment. Um, it's made me live a lot more minimalistly. Like I'm literally selling so many things. I'm like, I don't want stuff. I don't care about stuff. I want to be able to go wherever I want on a whim. Um, obviously if you have family, that's like harder, but like, ideally I would like to find a partner eventually, obviously. Um, but I'm very much like a playful person. I'm all about adventure. I love hiking. I love paddle boarding and I love teaching. So I would love to continue this community. I would love to create more courses for like coaches. I'd like to create more courses for people to like, learn more about this stuff. Um, realistically though, I do want to see myself teaching more and I would love to see myself teaching more coaches actually about like how to create more impact and stuff like that. Um, teaching has always been like a huge passion of mine where that'll be. I have no idea. I'm very fluid to like seeing where life takes me. Um, but yeah, like I'm very much open to change. Whereas before I was like very fearful, like uncertainty is like terrifying because we like to know exactly where our trajectory is going. And so oh, I have sure. like own goals and stuff like business-wise, but like, other than that, it's like, you have to just take opportunities as it comes and like, listen to your gut. Cause whenever I haven't, I've fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. And I think a lot of us don't trust our gut because we're so no. taught to be logical and strategic and, and in control. Well, guess what? Some of the best decisions come from intuition. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know, and I think it's the disconnect from our mind to our body. And I, I'm really a big fan of just, you know, 
embodied emotion, somatic therapy, all those things. Cause our body's wise, you know, you know, when you walk into a room, like, Ooh, that energy's off, you know, you know, but we tend to discount that. And then we, or we're taught, we're gaslit, like you're fine. Everything's fine. Your blood works fine. You're okay. You know, it's the same kind of gaslighting. And so I think as humans to just kind of unpack how our body is wise and to trust that as long as we're having routine check-ins with ourselves, you know, that, okay, like I personally once a month have a little date with myself. Okay. Am I on, am I still in the direction that feels comfortable? Are my core values still aligned? Cause they can change, you know, yeah. like when I was younger, I wanted more stability. I wanted more predictability. Now I'm like, no, I want Same. adventure. I want like adventure <laughs> and novelty. Yeah. And, and creativity. And so just checking in with that and going, are there any new values that I'd like to express or to explore? Mm-hmm. And I think that's how we stay on track because our lives are only our lives to make, and it's not going to happen to us. We have to make it happen. And you're a living proof of that. And so I just want to say thank you for being on this podcast. I would love for you to share where people can connect with you. Absolutely. So I have all kinds of socials. So on Instagram, I am stephanie.vitalityoet, as well as on TikTok, where you can find me at Steph Fusnick. And then Instagram or Facebook, you can find me at Stephanie Fusnick. Um, and then our website is www.vitalityosteopathicandexercisetherapy.com. I love it. And I also love that this is a global community. Even though you're in Canada, we can still connect, you know? And yeah, we have great. clients in like Japan, New Zealand, Norway, the States, Canada. Like, it's crazy. Like, people are like, yes. I'm calling from Japan. I'm like, what? <laughs> How did you find me? (laughs) Yes, the power, the power of the internet. It's really a great time. I think if we can just, and this is my own personal thing. I think we're about to experience a better version of healthcare. I feel like this is the dark ages when Mm -hmm. we are trying to get, you know, the electronic medical records to work for us. And I can tell you from firsthand experience and my husband, who's still working in primary care, it is hard. You can't just plunk this on doctor's laps and then have them spend their whole time typing. And eventually I think AI is going to come up and make our jobs a little lighter and easier and more creative again. Cause that's why a lot of us signed on is to be a a healer, a teacher um, to talk and, and learn with our patients and help them guide their way into health. And, you know, you are an example of doing things differently. So I will have all your contact information in the show notes. You are definitely a catalyst. And I absolutely love (laughs) that you're helping women, you know, forage through that perimenopause forest and come out the other side with more knowledge and empowerment and just being at home in their own body. So thank you so much, Stephanie. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Catalyst Podcast. As a survivor of burnout myself, it is my mission to help health practitioners design a work life that is unique, joyful, and anti-burnout by applying the neuroscience of creative flow. If you are a holistic, integrative, or functional practitioner running your own clinic, let me help make yours unique and creative with customizable functional medicine infographics. I have two subscription platforms to choose from. You'll have immediate access to over 56 infographics covering topics from mitochondria to gut to hormones to toxins. The best part is premium subscribers get full editing capabilities to add your own logo, change the text, the fonts, etc. It's awesome. It's perfect for patient handouts, PowerPoints, social media, and business flyers. There's other perks too, like discounts off of my DIY classes, a free copy of my book, complimentary mentoring session with me, and a monthly email from deep inside the Catalyst Studio with content that I only share with my mentees. 
You can head to rightbrainrescue.com or drlarasalier.com for more details.